Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everybody, welcome to our first ever podcast. El primero. Oh yes, el primero, I love it. So the name of this podcast is Pero Let Me Tell You. Mm-hmm. And um, some of you right now are automatically asking us why we're doing a podcast about dogs. And so it's not. Um, pero is actually the Spanish word for butt, uh, like the conjunction, not the ass. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically like, but let me tell you. And the reason for that is we are too... Dumbass bilingual Cuban Americans from Miami who are basically doing a podcast uh, because we can. One of the reasons we're doing a podcast is because we are the only people who've met twice for the first time. This is true. This is a very true story. So I think that maybe we should introduce ourselves. I think, yeah, definitely. So you go first. I am DJ. My name is Darian, but I am DJ. Yeah, and I'm Ismael, but... For the purposes of this podcast and staying off no-fly lists, it's ish. Right, because we thought it would sound better, you know, when we talk about this podcast, if we say, pero let me tell you, featuring DJ and ish, or ish and DJ. It rolls off the tongue a little easier. Yeah, Darien and Ismael. And also, you know, it's kind of like a top billing thing, you know? Right, we share the billing. This is like, um, like Abbott and Costello. Like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, when you believe. That's right. So in Europe, we actually flip the credits... On how this podcast is shown. And um, so actually stay tuned because the first time we do a live thing, we are going to wear those brown dresses. <laughs> we are. It's And if you know what we're talking about, then you're over the age of 30. Because <laughs> that was when they went... They, they, I the, can't prepare for situations like, like this. Ah! <laughs> yes. I, anyway. I still miss Whitney. <laughs> anyway. So... Um, so we thought it would be fun to have a podcast because we are generally two very opinionated people yep. that have great chemistry, and we sometimes go on long, long conversations. Uh, that and I could, think that's I, I don't want to interrupt you. I think that's part of the uh, oh, please interrupt the, me. the perk of this is our this is our entire relationship. 
Part of the thing is we have known each other for what twenty seven, twenty eight years, twenty eight years we've been friends, and so that's why this chemistry is one of those things where it's just like clearly it's been honed almost down to a fine point. But we just you know we've gotten to the point where we have all a lot of inside jokes and we we finish each other's sentences and we just kind of understand each other's humor and what's going on and things like that. So we figured okay this could work um, audially because let's face it although you know there's an opening now on that last hour of today mm-hmm. because Hoda's uh, Hoda, is she officially leaving I don't know if she's officially leaving but like I want to drink wine with Kathy Lee at 10 a.m. in the morning um, and although we may sound dumb and silly sometimes <laughs> I just want to know that between the three we want our <laughs> listeners to know that between the three of us we hold Wait, th- three college three th- of us there's no I'm sorry the two of us <laughs> we hold excuse me between the two of us we hold uh, three college degrees and one doctoral degree or graduate degree so yeah, which, <clears throat> which proves that education doesn't buy intelligence it's, 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 <laughs> thank you yeah thank you so so moving right along yeah so uh, so again this is our first our first episode well i guess we didn't say how we met well, that's why right. no, we're, we're getting to we that, right? Like, twice being for that the first time. We've met twice for the first time, but, the, you know, it's our first podcast, so things may seem a little clunky at first, and so just kind of bear with us, stay with us for the long haul, but we figured, let's do an intro. You know, yes. it's like, why would anybody want to listen to us for longer than a minute and a half? Right. And I think they should, because I think we're very entertaining. We are entertaining. Very entertaining. So picture it. Miami-Dade Public Schools, <laughs> 1990. Sixth grade is now part of middle school, whereas before it was part of elementary school. And um, at least in Miami, at least in Miami, and or in Dade County, uh, where's Miami's at? And um, we, so sixth grade was now part of middle school, and um, many parents in fear sent their kids to summer school that year. I love that you make it sound like we were getting ready for the purge. (laughs) (laughs) You know, generally when people say like, "Oh, you had to go to summer school," it's like. Right, right. Because you failed something or, or right, such. Right. But that wasn't the case. A lot, um, a lot of parents sent their kids to summer school so they could kind of get a taste of what middle school was like and they'd be a little bit better prepared for the school year. So I started, um, I started, I went to um, uh, middle school. Middle yes, school, that's, that's what, what they're calling Middle yes, school at, calling it. at our wonderful middle school, Riviera Middle School. <laughs> anyway, how many times have I, I said school I think in the you've last said school seconds? more times than people who work at a school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Um, there I am, there I am, in um, Mr. Friedman's computer class, and there's this kid there, yeah, that would be me, all limbs and awkward hair, and we hit it off, and we became, I remember, I distinctly remember him in the class, and we became very good friends, yeah. and um, I think you were in... in, in summer school so that summer program that summer, for yes. three weeks because you went to Hawaii right so summer school was about what six weeks long yeah it's about so six weeks. I, I was there for about three weeks yeah because my family we were going on vacation that year to Hawaii so get you know, fancy well that's how we do we like we like to get our pineapples from the source my family could only go to Naples and I'll tell you about Naples Florida not yeah Naples, not, Italy. not Italy that would come later though <laughs> that would come, that would come later. in high school um but yeah, no, so we went to Hawaii, um, but you know, again, like, to, to Darian's point, um, we, you know, my parents put me in summer school, not because I was a horrible student, just because, you know, get used to the, the grind or whatever, and so yeah, we were friends, and you know, I left, I went on vacation, the rest of the summer played itself out, and then we got the little card that said what, you know, homeroom we're going to get, which I still miss those cards. Yes, I, I, for a long time I thought those cards were going to go. So you left summer school, right. I was left alone, and oh I, then too, I then too dropped out of summer school, summer school dropout. Your summer school dropout, and then, you'll never amount to anything. And I'll never amount to anything, and um, so then 
the school year started maybe a month and a half later and um we we had uh, what class did we have together i think it was miss woodard right of i want to say math math i want to say math. and we probably, became we friends again one class or in sixth grade i can only remember you in math okay um Makes sense. then we kind of became friends again yeah um okay. and we met for the second time but the funny thing was that it, i don't think it had been maybe two months since we had originally met and we kind of completely forgot about it yeah. and it's not that one of us forgot about it and the other one didn't we both did yeah it's not like when we saw each other it was like he came up to me and said hey how was your vacation or i said you know oh wow we have a class together no we it was like starting from scratch it was mm -hmm. like those three four weeks or whatever was yeah. like we we had our own individual versions of the movie memento <laughs> except without polaroids so we had no clue what was no, going, no, on. Was going on. right no, true story. True this story. is all a true story. And we can't make this shit up. What <laughs> was even greater was that we didn't really realize this until many, many years later. I think it was like six years ago. Yeah, it wasn't it that wasn't long even ago. Like it was in, in high two, school. It was in the two thousands. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't even like you know we were in high school sitting at lunch or something and said, "Wait, I think we met." To no, 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 no. We were well into adulthood. <laughs> we were like there were rents and car payments and I wonder what happened in those month and a half or whatever amount of time that we completely forgot about it. But you know what? What I find the most amazing, though, is aside from the fact that one of us remember Jack, you have a fantastic memory. I do have a good memory. You have a fantastic memory. Like, you remember what people wore, like, the first day of kindergarten. I remember what Vicky wore the first day of kindergarten. Yeah. I and mean, what Enrique wore the first day. Yeah, and I mean, these are people who... Shout out to Vicky and Enrique, and Enrique by the yes. way. They're, they're actually, they're fantastic people. Um, honestly, they're, they're, I think it's probably one of the funniest people that I, I know, and Vicky is just... I feel like more people should just aspire to be like Vicky. You yeah. know, she just seems like, like she's just a good person, lives her life in a good way. Um, so, wow, that was a weird tangent. Um, but, no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Back to the thing is, like, you know, you have this memory where it's like, I can't even remember how old people actually are. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're really bad with that. I am horrible at it. Like, we could, he could show me a picture of, like, Dakota Fanning, and I'll be like, I don't know, she's 75. Yeah. And he'll be like, she's 24. I'll be like, but, okay, sure. Like, I, I'm the worst. And, but the funny thing is that I actually... I remembered you. I just didn't realize. I thought you were a different person. A lot happened wait, in Hawaii. Wait, 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 wait. I remember wait, you. Wait. I came back with a tan at best. I, 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 a lot happened in Hawaii. Maybe you had a swag about you. But you, okay, you had some wait. Hawaii. No, no, no. Esperate, esperate. Back it up. Hold on. You remembered me, but I was, but like I thought I was a different person. So you remembered me, but you thought you were remembering someone else. I remember the kid in the computer class. Okay, but then you, okay, this is getting very, way too this deep. This is very complicated. This is getting this way is too deep. Very, very so that is a good example of who we are. Yeah. Um, so uh, some of you may get it, and some of you may not. And I hope a lot more of you get it than not. I think um, you know. Again, this is what happens when you've known each other for for as long as we have, mm -hmm. and and we're we're actually just two parts of a bigger uh, group of friends who've known each other for. Yes, we're very this, fortunate. Yeah, for this amount of time, I think we're we're a group of um, what nine eight, nine. Ten. 10. Um, and it's not every day. I mean, when I tell people, literally, you know, down here, not so much, I think, but especially when, and this probably happened to you too, when you moved away, when you were living up north, and I was living up north, and I would meet people, and I'd say, like, oh, I had the same friends for over 20 years, and since we were 12, everybody just kind of gives me that same look, what? like, really? You really? still know people that, yeah, from that long ago? And we do. Yeah. You know why? Because I think it's a Miami thing. <clears throat> it is. And that's why I say people down here, when you say it, kind of get it. Mm -hmm. I don't think people down here have as big a group of friends that they're still you know, that tight with, but 
they have like that one or two, you know, you know, Tati still talks to Garo and Nietzsche yeah. and, you know. <laughs> no, and I think also people here, I think, I feel that less people move away from here. Or if they move away, they come back. Which is interesting because I think a lot of times with my career, my background, I'm in the advertising field, you know, you meet a lot of people from all walks of life and a lot of people um, from other countries and, and cities. And everybody always tells me the same thing, like, oh, you're a native? I've never met anybody who's from Miami. They make it sound as if though Miami is this, like, huge transient town. And I think that may be true if you're living in, like, the bigger hubs, like in your Miami Beach and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But I always I always get very weirded out by that statement in the sense that, like, dude, I've, everybody I know is still here for the mm-hmm. most part, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't get what the transient That's like what people about. say about New York, you know. But in New York, I get it on some level because I think New York has so many industries going at any given time. Maybe in Manhattan, but I feel that people that are from well, Brooklyn yeah, are from, from Brooklyn. From Bl- the Bronx. Or they're the from Bronx. Bronx. They're from yeah. the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so was their mother and grandmother and... Well, nothing further than that because that's when they got to Ellis <laughs> So that's... You know, or maybe great-grandmother. Right, right, right. Maybe right, right, you're right, Irish, you've right. been there a while. But anyway... Right. And speaking of Ellis Island, the other day I was watching Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Did you know that that theme song made me start crying for some reason? Yeah. Well, you know... America or bust. You know, because sometimes the world can seem perfect. Yeah. And, like, nothing can be arranged. <laughs> wow, whoever gets that reference is pretty awesome oh, as well. Damn. Anyway, so to further, um, to further <laughs> ingrain what we're, uh, you know, in terms of our relationship. So one of the things that uh, we kind of do quite well is that a lot of, a lot of times I um, don't remember proper names very well. <laughs> So I'll say something like, hey, did you watch, what was it, the final episode of Hawthorne? I literally just turned to him and I said, you mean Riverdale? And And somehow he knew that when I said Hawthorne. No, the best one was, what was it? Um, The Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood of Pants or whatever. It was the Divine Traveling Pants of the Sisterhood of the Yaya Sisterhood. Uh And I I literally turned to him like, first of all, it's like three movies. And none of them have the correct title, as far as what you're saying. So this is it's it's a very bizarre dynamic, but yeah. So he helps me with aging people, right? <laughs> and I help him untangle some pop culture references. So, um, so in our podcast, we're going to discuss right. all Perfect. types of stuff. Um, we're gonna obviously talk about. Um, current events and news mm-hmm. and politics. It's really hard to have a conversation nowadays and not include politics. We're also going to have yeah. talk about um, pop culture, you know, whatever comes out. Right. But we we both decided that we did not want to make our podcast, you know, something that's one dimensional because God knows we're not one dimensional people. If I could live in a fourth dimension, I would. <laughs> so you know, we might talk about some very serious subjects and then just kind of start talking about i don't know um uh one of our favorite topics the spice girls uh-huh and um we're kind of on standby because whenever the reunion happens again <sighs> let me tell you something and i've told you this doesn't matter time. when doesn't matter where we're gonna go but i'm telling you i'm not getting excited like just recently there was this whole hullabaloo about oh they might do a reunion again and blah 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 and I just told him, like, look, I'm not getting excited about it because the source of all this kerfuffle is coming from Mel B. Every, like, six months or so, cuando Mel B doesn't have anything else to do. She's she, in between America Got yeah, Next Top. Between her divorce proceedings and America's Got Talent. I was going to say America's Next Top Talent. <laughs> next Top Talent, yes. Well, you know, Tyra hosts both. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> so, true. So, that's so true. now, I, I'll give you that one as far as your confusion. <laughs> um... 
you know, she just drops these little things of like, you know, well, I I don't know, we might be getting back together, and it's like, and then everybody runs away. lies. Yeah, and then everybody starts making like set lists, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, that's just her trying to keep themselves in the news, which is smart, you know. But no, so we're not gonna get too excited about that. But I think um, something else I wanted to bring up is in this podcast, one of the main things it's like Darren, like, you know, Darren was saying, and I, it's funny because we said we're not gonna use the names, and then that's the first thing I do. Um, okay, it's my <laughs> <own>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, definitely talking about pop culture and entertainment and so on and so forth. But, you know, you can get that pretty much anywhere nowadays. I mean, I think we can all agree that the internet is a vast void of just people talking at each other. Hablando mienda. Pretty much. Thank you for, thank you for actually helping me transition. So that's, that's exactly it. You know, our podcast, we're two, two Miami boys, you know, Cuban American. We're eating, we're sitting here eating patelitos and croquetas. No, we really are. We legitimately are. I mean, I have a jopinha right next to me. And as you can tell from the name of the podcast, it's about bringing that little flair and bringing that that insight. And so there's going to be a lot of Spanglish happening here. Uh, I'm not going to get too into the whole Spanglish thing because I really feel like we should do a future podcast on what does and does not constitute Spanglish. That's a good one. Because um, I don't think that there's ever been a Spanglish rule book written. Right. And so our podcast will then become the de facto Bible mm-hmm. for Spanglish. I see. And that'll be muy caliente. Oh, God, that just, oh my God. That like, oh... Eso me da, like, um, again, I'm not going to get into it right now because it's a whole freaking podcast list, a topic later. But yeah, there's certain things that people think are Spanglish and things that they aren't. And, and they're not. And what is and what they think is, is usually not, unless you actually speak it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that's that's the, you know, the, the angle that we want to bring to this. It's just basically hanging out with two guys who met each other for the first time 20 years later are still hanging out. And throw a couple Spanish phrases and words in there, and you know what? Like alabao. Oh, alabao. I love alabao. <laughs> Do you know that I had to look up alabao the other day? Yeah. On Urban Dictionary at work because yeah. somebody was like, I, I use that word all the time, but what does it mean? And that's one of those words where I know what it means. No, I know how to use it, but, but I don't know, I don't what, it know means. what it yeah. means. Right. So it's actually, um, so it's basically like, oh my God, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it comes from the, uh, the Afro the Afro-Cuban religion, so alabao, like babalao. Oh, okay. So it's, it's tied into the, the African... See, religion sooner or later, we're, we're all from Africa. You know, listen, it's... You can't... Mother say, Africa. Mother Africa. I'm not... Listen, you can't have a booty like mine and say, no, there's no black in my family. Oh, I'm my big, I mean... <laughs> okay, so moving right along. <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. There, so, there may be a lot of references to my, to my rear posterior. So, um, moving... So now that our listeners, our listeners, our listeners, we our have listeners, listeners, we have listeners. Right now, our listeners are just me and him as we listen to this for editing. But we will have listeners. So if you're listening, you're our listener. Yes. Yeah, right. Anyway, we we're, love and you. We're sending you an, an audio hug. We love you. Just, just put your arms around yourself. So, but, <clears throat> but not too tight because you know we don't want like a Weinstein thing. So, oh no. no. So it, pretty, so it's pretty much <clears throat> so. Let's get to it. <laughs> I'm a bitch. I, I think, like, yeah, we're like about 20 minutes in. Okay, and- so it's pretty much hard to talk about anything news-related nowadays without speaking about our um, person in the White House. And well, he is our- the president. He is the president. Think, you know, when people say he's not my president, I'm like, well, then where do you live? Yeah. Because I'd like to go to there. So I will tell you something about my whole um, <clears throat> take on Trump and how I discuss Trump and how I will discuss Trump in this podcast or just how I discuss Trump in general. And I think that's very telling about where we live. Mm-hmm. You know, Miami is a very complicated area when it comes it to is. politics. It and, is extremely complicated. And you get into a lot of inter interpersonal, interfamily situations in and of oh, themselves. And there's there's just so much woven into it just inherently that you have to almost 
tiptoe a little bit. You do, times. you do. If you don't want to not be nyasera for me, exactly. Now. Yeah, if you don't want to like have you know un lechong to the head during the twenty fourth right. of December. Uh, anyway, so when I talk about Trump, and let there be no mistake about it, I am not a fan of the president. I did not vote for the president. I. I, I don't do, lie. You I watch The Apprentice. I did watch the actually. I, I watched The Apprentice in law school a lot, and I, I thought The Apprentice, especially the first few seasons, was a. a You're very a sad that show. Omarosa got fired. Don't lie. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but I I whenever I talk about Trump, I do talk in the context of dialogue um, because I feel that. It's very easy, especially with him, to just completely write him off and be like, oh, he's an idiot or he's an asshole or and he doesn't know what he's talking about and they're all corrupt. And all of those things may be true, but the problem is that when you stop having conversations and you stop having dialogue about, you know, in this case, the president, then you become exactly what the people who support him right, um, right exactly what they say um they you know that you give you them something to point to and say like exactly. look see i told you so exactly because when obama right. was president you know and i would see so many people who did not like obama just just trash him personally and say horrible things about him i'd be the one that be like say this is you know this is unfair if you agree with if you disagree with obama and his administration then attack fine. the politics uh, the attack the politics the the issues uh, yeah. the policy but don't attack the man don't just say he's in you know he's this he's that or i don't like him or i, I don't mean, like there's him. There are people, you can you can genuinely just dislike i mean there are many 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 people in this world who i just dislike and i can't necessarily point to anything but you know there's some people who just rub you the wrong way but that doesn't mean that you're you know you're gonna attack things you can just be like Ugh, there's something about so and so that i don't know i don't right. get it i don't like this person or there's so to do it. we're not gonna completely be trump bashers here or at least i'm not because that's just not the way i discuss things you know i we're gonna if, if we discuss anything having to do with the government and the president we're gonna discuss it um properly and we're going to discuss it based on the issues and um based on whatever policy it is that we're discussing about and with wacky uh, noises like rubber chicken <laughs> But we're not going to go into the, oh you know he's in this he's an asshole he's he's an idiot because we're 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 falling right into the trap that they laid out for us. So can I I want to bring something up and I think it's in line with what you're saying right now, which is again not a fan of of Trump. I think I mean well for comedy he's fantastic. No, he's the gift that keeps on. He's giving. the gift that keeps on giving. I mean these writers honestly they should all get a pay cut because they don't really have to write anything yeah. anymore on SNL. They just kind of show what's going on and here you are. Um, but what I found the most interesting about this election in general, and let's let's kind of broaden the scope a little bit. And I know we're just like it's been a year now, and we're still talking mm-hmm. about the damn election. But social media, mm-hmm. and I think it's appropriate to talk about because we are a podcast, and so there's a, social a year today, media. by the way. There's a social. Oh, today, mm-hmm. really? A year today. So there's a social media aspect to what we're doing, obviously, because we rely on people, you know, sharing and, and spreading the word, and we sound like Mormons. The word. We're the word. We're, the we're word. like Mormons. We're like, hello, good day. Um, for those of you, I'm singing uh, the theme song from Book of Mormon. Um, but what I found most frustrating is how on Facebook, and to your point we were making earlier, is people were just kind of like, oh, I'm going to unfollow you because you have a different opinion than me. And I'm going to unfollow, I'm going to follow, unfollow, unfollow. And I think it's very dangerous to do that mm-hmm. because you almost are like encapsulating yourself in this cocoon mm-hmm. of like, well, nobody thinks different than me. Right. It's it's that if I don't see it, it's not real. It's right. not reality. It's not it reality. doesn't happen. And then you close yourself off to these opinions. Now, I agree. You shouldn't be yelling at each other. And social media is not the right forum for that because mm-hmm. a lot of times you wind up just 
you're stupid. You know, you can't have a discourse with a meme. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not the way it works. Like, Kermit the Frog should not be used for political discourse. Right. But it's so dangerous. I, I just, it's not even dangerous. It's sad, well, I think, that we, we've we've chosen. Like, and I, and I say that all the time. A lot of people will say, like, no, I don't have to follow them. I'm like, no, you're right. You don't have to follow them. You can unfollow. You can unfriend. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But then you're 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 kind of blinding yourself to the fact that no, there are people out there who have a different opinion, and mm-hmm. you also can't just paint everyone with the same mm-hmm. brush. Well, I mean, I think that um, I with, with, with that said, um, I agree, and and I think that um, that's where we are today. Um, media sources have become extremely polarized. I I hey, you don't like this news? Look for the one you like. I generally get my news from NBC and CNN, but and, and I will. Say it right here. I do watch Fox News sometimes, but you have to to be to get exactly. And when I watch Fox News, I think to myself, "This is borderline fiction." (laughs) I mean, I get all of my news from that that pig newscaster on the Muppet Show. (laughs) You know what? Fox News should be sponsored by the Onion. The Onion News? That would be... Well, that's, okay. That's way too meta for me. I think, like, if that was to happen, I, I would have to just be like, I'm building my own spaceship and I'm out. But nonetheless, whatever I may think of Fox News, I do watch it from time to time because... Well, it's easy to get enamored with your point of view. It, and not only that, but if I'm going to be critical on the other side or critical mm-hmm. of a certain amount of people, I have to know where the platform is and I have right. to know where right. they stand because if not, I'm just a talking head and I'm exactly what everybody else says that you you know there's no such thing as a news as a news station anymore i mean on, I mean, on cable on cable i don't feel like there's any quote-unquote straight up news it's all talking heads mm-hmm. it's all just people who it's like okay this happened now let's bring out 45 different people to do like the ultimate brady bunch split screen mm-hmm. and just have them yeah shout exactly yeah that is true it, it, it's, it's 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 a lot less comfort conversational and a lot more confrontational right um you know they'll have like three or four people that you know are going to be on one side of the issue and then you have that one low lonesome person on the other side of the issue and then everybody attacks them they're the then, nb davis of the of the of the god yeah she's still alive no well but, but she died recent-ish yeah she did she died a few years ago nb davis was uh the Alice. maid in Alice, Alice and the maid. Um, yeah, she was Alice much. the maid, not Alice the waitress in Alice, because that was Linda Lavin, right? Or is Linda a whole different show? Yeah, she Linda Lavin is still alive. Um, I have to say though, not I brought Linda Lavin. Um, so you know my my my, you know, I have a bunch of friends up in New York, and one of them, every time he sees Linda Lavin, always says that when he was a kid. Apparently, Linda Lennon would always, like, sing on whatever show she was on mm-hmm. or whatever. And whenever she would start to sing, his mother would be like, Oh, that woman is opening her mouth again to oh, sing. But, so, now every time I see Linda Lavin, like, all I can think of is, is oh, she's probably not a very good singer. But I think she's awarded. I think she has, like... I think it's great that somebody felt so passionate in one way or another about Linda Lavin. Like... I don't think I... I think this is the most I've talked about Linda Lavin ever. I think this is the most (laughs) anybody has talked about Linda Lavin in the last 10 years or whatever. Every now and then she pops up in a movie. She's on a show. No, but she was in a movie. She's on a show now. She She was in a movie. I I can't remember what movie it was. I was like, that's Alice. Yeah. Well, yeah, she pops up in everything here here again. But... But, um, And see, this is the podcast people. This is... We literally went from talking about, uh, you know, politics and and discourse to Linda Lavin. So... (laughs) Actually, <laughs> based friends. on what you were saying, that um, people don't talk to each other anymore, the government has shut down. Um, okay, so what does that really mean? At the end of the day, it's it shut down, but it's not like... 
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The military is just like, nope, we're going home now. You know what I mean? Well, no. And, and, and so that's one of those things where I think on some level the phrasing mm-hmm. is Bigger than the reality? No, 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 but it is shut down. Because no, 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 right, right, right. But, but do you understand what I'm saying? Like, because when you hear, like, oh, the government shut down, it's almost like, well... <laughs> you go to Washington, D.C., and the light Yeah, there, there's just, like, a big sign <laughs> on Washington, D.C., like, at the airport that says, close for business, right. you know? Well, obviously, there's some functions that are federal that can't shut down. Um, but generally, it's, like, non-essential employees or non-essential departments. Like park uh, rangers? Uh, yes. Actually, the national parks are closed. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also people who are veterans who... Um, you know, receive receive federal assistance or right, right, right. Or, or have their federal um, income uh-huh. um, who will not be getting it when the the but why don't they have direct deposit? No, no, I mean, <laughs> no, because that's part that's part of the government shutdown. Um, so um, you know, it's really interesting that the government shut down as. Um, you probably know because they couldn't agree on well they couldn't agree on anything hence they shut yeah. down but one of the main things on the table was the whole it's like DACA. a couple eternally debating where they're going to dinner right it was the whole DACA thing um, the whole that's DACA the, issue the dream act the dream well uh, it, uh, essentially it, it, yes um, and that you know now they've been running around trying to get that resolved which is not necessarily a bad thing um, no no Sorry, I'm trying. See, because we're trying to be all professional here, even though it's just the two of us, and I, we're trying to keep this at under an hour. And so I was just kind of giving him a, a sign that we have about like ten minutes till we hit the forty-five uh, minute mark. But now I've said it live, and so here we are. Well, we could edit this. No, out. but let's not edit it. I think that our listeners, because at this point, I think we've grown to five. Edit. Um. No. Wait. Were you being Jack Jackson? Were <laughs> 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 you? <laughs> a Janet Jackson interlude. Yeah, well, you be, no, because you know, she does that with it. Three, two, one, edit. Wait, it's all for you. That no, no, song, she right? does. Um, well, her favorite, her best interlude is. Um, oh, the interlude. No, is um, get the point. Good, let's dance. That's <laughs> no. That's best. after she's done all the social commentary songs on Rhythm Nation. No, the best interlude is the one where she quotes a uh, Baby Jane. Oh, um, on the Velvet Row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ah, oh, Blanche. Oh. Actually. <laughs> Actually, you know the what? The Dream Act. Let's, let's do this years. because actually, now that you are <coughs> Janet me. Jackson, one of the things I did want to discuss on this podcast and part of our pop <laughs> yes, culture, pop corner culture, and, and, and continuing is something that I've felt very passionately <laughs> about. And full disclosure, I'm a Janet Jackson fan. Yeah, full disclosure. Are, I mean, um, is the whole Super Bowl um, issue now 
with, well, Justin Timberlake, um, as many of you probably know, is going to be headlining the Super Bowl. And in the last, I would say, probably six or seven years, the Super Bowl has kind of become a big... Um, it's a concert with a game around it. Well, no, no. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was that generally in the last six or seven years, the performer who performs in the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show um, is generally using it as a promotional device for either a tour or an album. Whereas before, um, it generally was given to like, let's say an iconic or legendary singer. Or up with just, people. Or who would just go and put on a show. But now it's generally for something. It's like, a promo tool. Like for example, when Madonna did the Super Bowl in, what was it, 2012? Um, she, the next day, she announced her tour and, and, and her she tour was date. playing She-Ra. Uh, <laughs> I believe Lady Gaga did the same same thing um i believe beyonce did the same thing um so yeah. it, it's now like a whole promotional thing so justin timberlake coming out with a new album um i believe next month and with a new tour uh, what's better promotion than the super bowl so it's been on the news a lot in the last few days and and um uh it, it's been trending that he may or may not <laughs> um ask janet jackson to perform with him and the big question that everybody has, or I certainly have, because this is something I feel very opinionated about, is should she do it? So, tell me, I what do you think? I don't think she should. Mm -hmm. I don't think she should, and I think just because... I think that we live in a world right now where everybody just has to continually dredge shit up. Mm -hmm. And so, for it's like, dude, this was like, what, 10 years ago? It was 14 years 14 ago. 14 years ago? See, I was horrible with, with time. Um, like, 14 years ago, you know what? It's done. It's still a thing people talk about, but I think... To come back is, like, to make people talk about it again. Then you're going to create the people who are like, oh, she shouldn't be invited back because she was being disrespectful. Or, you know, well, what is she going to do to top it? And then no matter what she does, it's going to be not as memorable. And then, like, oh, that was disappointing. So, like, I don't think that there's a win situation for her mm -hmm. to come back and do it. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just, I don't, I, I think that she got a lot of shit for, for what happened mm -hmm. when he got off scot-free. Because you know what? The nipple didn't reveal itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, and look, let's actually, you know what? Let's talk about the nipple. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've waited 14 years for this conversation. I know. <laughs> I've, this is something I feel so, so passionate about because if you ever, if you ever want. You can't see the damn nipple. No, not you even. You can't that, even. But, but okay, it happened so quick. We didn't know what was happening. Oh, I agree. If if they wouldn't have brought it up, nobody would have. Cared. And on top of that, she had that weird nipple ring thing that was like covering. I mean, it looked it, like her it, they nipple made a was whole, in some type of sarcophagus. They, they made was, a whole bullshit argument about it, but whatever. Um, but if you ever, ever, ever want a prime example of sexism in the last 20, 30 years in this country, this is the perfect incident. And you know what? 14 years later, guys, time's up. <laughs> time's up. It only took 14 years. We're not dressed in black. <laughs> Damn it. I'm but wearing, anyway. I'm wearing orange. Like, but but anyway. Well, orange is the new black. Oh, well, there we go. See, I'm... God, that was good. You were proactively funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, you know, the fact that she was an iconic and legendary singer is and is, is and and he at the time this happened he was trying to get out of a boy band and trying to mm -hmm. establish himself as a singer i mean there was no comparison there in terms of Career. you know how relevant one was mm -hmm. to the other and the fact that after this happened his career flourished and his career took off and hers tanked i mean completely tanked i don't know if you remember Demita but Joe was after that right no Demita 
That was the Demeter Joe was like right, like two yeah, months after yeah, yeah. Her, her album, and it um, did not do well. It, none of her albums have done well. No, but I think the argument could be made. I mean, all artists. I don't care how much we love them. I mean, you could even use Madonna as the example. Like you know, her albums don't do well as they right. used to. Quote but the, the thing with her but I think, was, but I used the Demeter Joe one because it's like the, the the one that felt the most impact. Yeah, but her previous album before Demeter Joe, which was All for You, did mm-hmm. really well. And right, right, right. It, so it wasn't like it was a. A, a slow but steady, you know, decline. Right, decline. Right, right, right. It was boom. All of a sudden, she a, a couple of days later, or a couple of weeks after the incident, she was supposed to present um, a, a lifetime achievement award or, or something at the Grammys to Luther Vandross, and the Grammys disinvited her. They retrieved their oh, invitation, really? and guess who went to the Grammys and won a bunch of Grammys? Justin Timberlake, and um, she also she oh uh, MTV who. By coincidence, was I the sponsor or who? Because they, no, they were in charge of producing the producing halftime shows. That, I don't know if they still are. MTV point blank admitted that they blacklisted her on on all of their you know on their channel and all of their affiliates, so they did not play her music. So, but yet they did for Justin Timberlake, and it's really infuriating because if you're gonna have a problem, you should have had a problem with both of them. I mean, clear. I, I don't think there should have been a problem with any of them, but. There was, there should have been a problem with both of them. They both participated in that. Yet he was like, "Oh my God, we love Justin." And Janet was. Well, this poor Janet, woman had to film like a manifesto apology. She, she did she over did. a nipple. And like, I mean, there are people who have like raped people, like you know, serial rapists don't have to plead this much in court. And not only, not only did she have to do that, but then she had to face the press and she, yeah, and as you said, apologize. And she had to take the whole. Run of that. Yeah. Whereas Justin Timberlake just breezed on by. Now, I I get it why he did it. You know, he was like shit. You well, know. I mean, you, again, you, he was trying to establish himself. As no, so, he no. was trying to establish himself as a solo artist. You know, right. um, if, if things were going well for him, and right. now this, so he kind of was like, oh shit. You know, let me stay under the radar. Right. But he let her take the the fall for it, and you know, he becomes a superstar, and then she kind of languages and uh, and stays stuck in the mud. Right. And 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 then he goes on to make that video. You know, just bashing Britney as well. I mean, we're just gonna let's. Say Justin Timberlake is clearly a misogynist. Good. That's uh, the, that is the bottom line of this entire episode. Uh, <laughs> Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. That's but anyway, but anyway, I mean, if you, again, if you want a, a prime example of, of sexism, and everybody was calling her a whore and a slut and this and that because she showed listen, her boob because her boob came out, but nobody for the said record, a if somebody word calls you a slut or a whore, just own it. <laughs> own it. Listen. Oh yeah, there are worse things to be in this world than a slut or yeah. a whore. That just means you're desirable. No, no, but but seriously, it, it's really infuriating. Just infuriating that. He took that she took all the like the the run of this everything and he took nothing and and the fact that they invited him to the Super Bowl you know what they should do you know what they should do they should invite her next year to be the halftime artist in the Super Bowl actually they should have invited her back first they should have invited her back first and you know what that it's bullshit and and he he probably won't do it I don't think she would say yes. I think that well, right, she's also a new mother. She's. I think she has other priorities. No, first but and I, foremost. not no, Well, no, but she. I mean, she is an entertainer. But I think that she's a. She's kind of like a. She's a very classy person. But she has no interest in redeeming, quote unquote, herself. Exactly. Exactly. That's she, what I think. Because I think to come back and redeem yourself would be to say, I did something wrong. I did something yeah. I regret. I mean, maybe yeah. she regrets the 
fallout. Right. But I think at the moment, you know, it was a performance like no. any other performance. She's moved on, and, you know. And the irony being, of course, that MTV, you know, like you said, disinvited her and blacklisted and things like that. But, you know, I mean, well, for the 10 minutes a day that they play videos now on MTV... 10 minutes? There's more, there's, there's <laughs> way more, way more going on than, yeah. you know, an exposed nipple. I mean, an expo- and again, an exposed covered nipple. Because I didn't see any areola, did you? No, and that's good. that's like the benchmark of whether you see a nipple because otherwise it's just pink or when yeah. brown. Fish. And he did have you know he did have her naked by the end of the song. I mean, he was just delivering on a promise, people. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we teach our children? No, but to it, do re- that? it really upset. It, it, it's something that really upset me at the time, and it still really upsets me. I think it's hypocritical. Um, I but think- you know, at the end of the day, I think we collectively got revenge on Justin Timberlake. Because he's probably married to the single most boring human being I've ever seen. Okay, I wouldn't say that either. Jessica Biel? Nah. Jessica Biel, I don't think she's boring. Oh my god, that woman is like a french fry without salt. <laughs> Una papa sin Una papa sin sal. <laughs> she is like, because she's really pretty and she's really, it would be like, you know, oh my god, look at this delicious. It's like, okay, actually, perfect example. It's like when you go to a Cuban bakery and you see the desserts and you're like, ooh, that looks delicious, whatever. And then you taste it and, and it just tastes like, like dessert. Like it doesn't like bland syrup. Yeah, it doesn't taste like chocolate. It doesn't taste like vanilla. It just tastes like the the idea of the dessert. That's what I say about the desserts of IKEA. IKEA. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at this chocolate fudge cake, and then you have it. It's like where's the fudge? It's sugar. Where's the chocolate flour? Like again, it tastes like somebody. Like if you had to describe the taste of dessert, that's what it would taste like. So that's Jessica. That's Jessica Biel. Mm. She's perfectly cardboard and beige. <laughs> she, she, yes, she's beige. Car- she is uncarbonated soda. Oh <laughs> yes, and that's a, that. Um, wow, that was a reference there that uh, we're not gonna get into. Um, but but yeah, but uh, I just uh, with the whole Janet Jackson thing, it just it really bothers me. Um, I I don't think she would do. You know, if she does it. I mean, I'd be super excited to see her perform. But I, as long as we don't have to deal with Beyonce showing up yet again. <laughs> I mean, we get it. You've got children to feed and records to sell. You know, speak, like, speaking of Beyonce, the um, I think it was uh, two days ago or something. I was watching Lip Sync Battle. Mm-hmm. Did you see the new season? Uh, no, it was live from like the Kodak Theater. It was like a big deal. Okay, and. Um, it was it was a tribute to Michael Jackson. Oh, I heard about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. and Laverne Cox was there, and um, she was wearing like a black kind of leather jacket with like a what is it um, uh, a leotard? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a leotard. And then she was wearing like the gold armory on it. And oh, like, okay, like like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm like she's not being Michael Jackson. She's being Beyonce. <laughs> And then, you know, she had, like, the big blonde hair. Like, she's being Beyonce. She's being Beyonce. I mean, it's... it's, They become interchangeable, which says a lot about our society. Oh, yeah, by the way, speaking of pop culture, Betty White turned 96 this week. America's treasure. God bless her. You know what I I just realized the other day? You know who's going to be possibly the only person to surpass Betty White's career in TV? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Betty White's been on... Had a television career for, what, 50 years or Mm -hmm. something like that? Kim Fields. Really? Well, uh, you know, Kim Fields started when she was because Kim Fields started when she was like eight years old. But what is Kim Fields like doing nowadays? She's doing a lot of behind the camera work. She's directing uh, sitcoms okay. and things like that. So, like, but I think that's going to be interesting that the next time we have somebody you know who's got this type of longevity in a Hollywood career, 
Again, it's going to be a woman, which I think is fantastic, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's definitely something to be said for that as well. And, yeah, those know, are the facts of life. And those are the facts of life. You, know, you, you take know? the good, you take the bad. You take them both, and there you have a long career in TV. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Charlotte Ray would be happy. Oh, thank God. She's still alive, right? Charlotte Ray is still alive. Aww. She's still alive. Mrs. Garrett is still Mrs. around. Garrett. I love Mrs. Garrett. Now, we've gotten so far off topic, I don't know how we can ever even dream about going back to the Dream Act. Um, but I, I mean, we're not going anywhere. We've got a lot of, um, a lot more podcasts and topics. And I think what you're going to find is a lot of times our things are going to interweave where you're going to be like, oh my God, they're talking about Kim Fields again. It's like episode 612, but you know what? We're going to talk about her as long as we want. Um, I'm sure Kim Fields will appreciate it. She's not going to have a problem with it. And listen, Tootie, como, if you're listening. Como se llamaba the, um, the, the butchy one? <laughs> Joe. 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 Listen. What's, what's Joe's listen, real name? At this point. Is it like Joe McHale? Or Kim Fields. <laughs> Nancy McKeon. Uh-huh. Uh, Lisa Welchel. Mindy Cohn. Charlotte Ray. Molly Ringwald. If anybody from the Facts of Life wants to show up, I'll take the... I'll take Mackenzie Austin. Um... Este, I with this lady, Cloris Leachman. You know what? I will show up. We will. I don't care. I'll go to you, Cloris Leachman. You know what I'm talking about. Also, to our listeners out there, whoever would like to sponsor us. <laughs> oh yeah, we're totally. I mean, you know, earlier what I said, embrace. If somebody calls you a whore, yes, we want to get paid. Um, no, I, I mean, I want to get sponsored. My ultimate sponsorship is by Cafe Utelo. Yes. So that's our, okay. We need to start a campaign. We need to start a campaign. We would love to have a sponsor, be Cafe Butelo, for obvious reasons. And Goya, Goya, I, I Kirby. Kirby. Oh, Kirby's not that relevant anymore. I know, but like, I feel like you know, hence they would probably hence they would they need, they need a push, right? They need a social media push. And, oh, oh, and, and you know, to keep it Cuban and local. Um, well, not so much local because she's all over the country. Mita de Perales, and I have you know, I was. That's, we're gonna get into that history later. later. I was Chico. Oh, well, he, he was he was a hair model, people. Um, anyway, so a child hair model. So listen, when you have it, you gotta you gotta you gotta do what you can. No, use, you gotta use do what, what you got. Use what you got. You gotta do what you can. What what, what you have. That's right. <laughs> um, so we're that we're looking, on that note. Um, so that we're we're actually gonna segue now into the way that we we plan to end each and every episode, mm-hmm. um, which is a a. English bastardization almost of a phrase in Spanish. Um, so some of you who speak Spanish may have heard somebody refer to somebody who thinks they're all that as se creen que son la última Coca-Cola del desierto, which translates to, um, you know, they think they're the last Coke in the desert, which means, you know, the last, the, the, the be-all, end-all, right? Well, because we don't want to pay Coca-Cola or give them free sponsorship, what we're going to be naming our last segment is Last Soda in the Desert. <laughs> and this is just where we kind of talk about that one thing that's just really, we're like really loving or digging or just want to share and, mm-hmm. and kind of give a little bit more bandwidth on the mm-hmm. interwebs too. So I'm um, going to turn it over to, to you. Um, well, wow. I don't, I don't know if you were ready for that. I'm, I'm ready with mine if you're not ready with yours. Um, actually, the fact that I'm not ready makes me more ready. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so the only thing I can think of is um, I was actually into this week because it aired this week. And it's, this is a pop culture thing, which I would have liked to have something a little bit more relevant and a little bit more meaningful. Well, that's but, what we have, um, we have multiple episodes. For. But it's the first thing that I thought about was... Uh, that interview I told you of Lindsay Lohan on, um, on Wendy Williams. Williams. Yeah, Because I, I, you know, she seems to be in a really good space. And, and she seems to have finally gotten her act together. And I, I, you know, I really, well, I really believe in second chances. And, um, you know, I, I feel that she was the type of person that even when she was at her worst, you kind of were rooting for her. You mm-hmm. kind of, 
you kind of wanted her to do well. It wasn't kind of like you know. I think it's because we got we we got to know her at such a young age. Yeah, you know, you know when other celebrities are terrible. You know, like when Paris Hilton was relevant. You know, people would be like, "Oh God, her." But you know, Lindsay Lohan. Like, I, I feel that. Yeah, maybe with what you said, because people have known her since she was a little girl. They kind of, you know, they wished her well. And, you know, you you would see her and you'd be like, shit, you know, get yourself together. Get your act together. And she seems to be doing well. Um, She has a bunch of under-the-radar projects, which is good. So she is working. So, you know, it was just nice to see, especially in Hollywood nowadays, that you hear so many negative things and just so many people either on drugs or just really going the wrong horrible. way just being terrible um it, it was nice to see kind of a, a, a bit of a a happier end to that so my and la- wendy williams no less oh wendy williams no less so my last coke of the desert <laughs> that's soda the last we're not, soda we're not giving them any free okay, advertising the soda has enough advertising of the desert um this week goes to Lindsay lowen goes to Lindsay lowen i never yeah. thought i'd say that oh he's giving his last soda to lilo oh <laughs> Well, uh, mine is also a little pop culture-y. What's making me happy right now, or what's making, you know, the, my last uh, my last soda in the desert is going to go to this um, relatively new band. I think by now most people have probably heard of them called Sophie Tucker. They were featured... I didn't know they were a band. They were featured recently. <laughs> I thought it was a chick called Sophie Tucker. <laughs> okay, anyway. They were featured recently. Um, they've been making the rounds on TRL, on The Tonight Show. They were featured... Their song Best Friend was featured on an Apple commercial... And I actually had the pleasure of being exposed to their music live about like two years ago. I think it was like right before it was, it's our, not this past Art Basel, but the one before. Um, me and my boyfriend went to just, you know, this event and they were there and it was a free event. And I remember just not knowing who they were, but wow, I really dig this band. I'm really digging them. I'm really digging them. And I, you know, I found them on Spotify, started listening to them. And like maybe a couple weeks after that, they got their first Grammy nomination. And so, I feel kind of, I don't want to say protective of them, but I feel like, oh, I'm so, it just makes me happy. I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people who gets happy when people have success. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I saw them right at the cusp right before it happened, I feel like a weird type of ownership almost. That's how I feel about Meghan Markle. <laughs> Listen, I've been watching Meghan Markle on Suits for, I don't want to think No, no, but I get it. No, but I get it. But it's, I was actually going to say it's like Michael Buble. With Michael me and Michael Bublé, yeah. where like I literally, I was, I remember when Michael Bublé's initial, um, you know, advertising was like call this number and order his CD, and yeah. I did. And so, you know, it's it's that similar thing. Well, where the first time I ever heard of Michael Bublé was because of you, and then I went. Well, I told you I went to see him in the Detroit Masonic Temple in yeah. um, 2005. It was he had just released the album that had um, fever. Uh, no, that had um, I'm fe- feeling, feeling good. good, feeling good, feeling good. He had just come out with it, yeah. and that was the single that propelled him to yeah. superstardom. So it was like months before he made it big, yeah. and it was neat because it was like a small, intimate, yeah, likewise concert. Like, was a small place. And I mean, I, you could almost touch him. Yeah. So. Well, similar to Sophie Tucker, it's um, so. They're a band. It's a boy and a girl. They've known each other forever. Her name is actually Sophie. His name is Tucker. And so they named the band Sophie Tucker. But one of the reasons, aside from everything I've just kind of said in terms of, you know, being exposed to them before they blew up and and their music is fantastic, is also the fact that their name, and I don't know if they know this or they did this on purpose, but their name is actually, there was a vaudeville comedian called Sophie Tucker. Mm -hmm. And she was one of the first female, you know, name comics. And so, and Bette Midler is always using her jokes. If you've ever seen Bette Midler perform and when she does her Soph character, where she tells these like really body, um, off-color jokes, they're based on Sophie Tucker jokes. And so I love the fact that like, here's these kids who are maybe like at most 25 on a good day. 
ref, you know, maybe not even knowing that they're referencing Sophie Tucker, but they've got this really interesting sound and they're being embraced by by the mainstream. And I think the biggest push to me that they've kind of made it on some level is the fact that our friend who doesn't really like much of anything. The other day when we were in the car and they played Best Friend, she touched you like this. She song. was like, "Oh, I really like this song." And so it's like, well. If you've touched her heart, then that's like, I mean, that's like the Grinch. So are we going to have this friend who's named after a flower, by the way? <clears throat> yes. Petunia. Are we going to have her have her corner filled with love and hate every uh, year? You know, I think it depends on where this goes. I think, you know, we'll see what the reactions are. And, and um, just kind of, I think right now we should keep it intimate. I think mm-hmm. it's about you and I establishing ourselves with our reader, our readers. I'm going to call you readers, listeners, viewers. I'm going to just change the name on everything. Um, with our listeners and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. So... so so you want to call it? You want to call it? You want to call it? I think we should call it. Because I'm having a pastelito. I think we should call it. Uh, pastelito. Well, because I want a pastelito right now. I'm watching you eat, and I'm getting friggin' started. So if you've made it this far, <laughs> congratulations! <laughs> congratulations! You deserve a medal. Um, I think our future podcasts are going to be a little bit more structured. But this was more like an introduction, or maybe not. Or maybe not. <laughs> but this was more of an introduction to kind of hopefully people see the dynamic um, and where it's going to go or not go. <laughs> so yeah. thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening, um, and uh, uh, we really appreciate it. And you know, have a great day, morning, wherever you're at. We're when still you're working to this. out what our what our sign off is is mm-hmm. going to be. But you know, I think nothing says it better than thanks for listening, and well. Hope you come back. Au revoir. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head-on.